There we go. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 152. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy, and I'd buy that for a dollar. I'm Zach. That's all. <laughs> and uh, as you saw, Andy said, I'd buy that for a dollar. We are going to be talking about Robocop 1 and Robocop 2. We're gonna Robo-flop. Be... Yeah. <laughs> Robo-flop. We'll get to 2. 2 is going to be a doozy, I tell you what. Um, but before we get into some Robocop, guys, what the hell have you been playing, watching, or doing? Um, I will go me first. Um, I was watching a bunch of YouTubes. YouTubes. I was watching... Really enriching your life, aren't you? Yes. Well, I was watching, uh, Best of the Worst, uh, Red Letter Media. Oh, yeah, there was a new one. Yeah, so I was watching that. It was funny as hell. Um, watch some critique videos. Man, there are people on YouTube that have, like, hours of critique. Like, that one guy that you guys told me about. And then there's other people that are, like, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, hold on a second. Golden, why are you saying I am a robot? Beep boop. Hello. Because Robocop's a robot. Oh! Are you uh, roboting? Did he, did he make uh, you think you were a robot? I'm not a robot. He's a cyborg. I, yeah. I, I thought... What's the difference? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I thought he was talking about, like, our audio. I was like, please, no audio again. Please, not again. We got, we got, we got the old 45-minute Skype voice. <laughs> um, But... I, I watched a YouTube critique. I I don't know if you're familiar with Luke Stevenson. He's on YouTube. He's pretty good with his critiques. Uh, I played fighting games for Saturday Night uh, Five. Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. You no. were on Saturday Night Live. You were on Saturday Night Live. No, <laughs> I mean no one saw it because no one watches it anymore. But that's exciting for you. Saturday Night <laughs> Fights. I am I'm out of it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> work was terrible. We gotta get into it. We gotta talk about two Robocups. Yes, I like Robocop, though. So we'll get into that. Uh, Saturday Night Fights, we played Kingdom Fighters 14. And we also played um, Street Fighter 5 after it. We did that, and we did Samurai Showdown. And then we also did one more that was, like, wacky. I, I forgot the name of it, but there was, like, an old man, and his special was Farting. And there was an old. Wo- I feel like that's casting a wide net. And there's an old woman who her dentures come out and bite you. So, anyway, that's that's all I've been, that's all I've been doing. So, Sounds like a radio game. Probably is it. Well, fight. Uh, I think you guys would enjoy it. Fightcade. Fightcade two. If you search it on Google, you get to play all the fighting games or, or any side-scrolling beat 'em up games. Uh, any arcade game, so I'll, I'll I'll link you to that later. Zach, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I've been playing Sega Rally Two. Still, I'm doing the ten year championship. I'm on year seven. Wow! And uh, yes, it's great. It's, it's it starts off pretty easy. I, I'm maybe maybe not for some other people, but uh, it gets challenging later. And you really got to get into, like, tuning your car and stuff. You can't just keep going by on, like, default settings. Um, you got to learn about suspension, the softness and hardness of your suspension, what kind of tires you want to have, how loose or tight your steering is, etc. 
Um, what else have I been playing? I've still been kind of playing Virtue Fighter Five here and there. Um, I've been playing that game Hunt Down. I, I linked a trailer of it to you guys in the chat. It's pretty fucking fun. I guess it's been out for a year, and I just didn't hear about it till now. It's just weird, serendipitous kind of stuff. You said it's twenty bucks, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's twenty dollars. Some more indie games have been coming up on my radar lately. There's this other one I'm going to check out soon called Battle Axe. It just came out in April. I know of that one. That one looks uh, bad as hell. It looks like uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors kind of inspired. Hopefully it's a lot more playable than that game, though. Uh, And that's kind of been it. I haven't really been watching anything else uh, other than these movies. Nice. Andy, what about you? I played a little teeny bit of Last of Us, not a whole bunch this week. I've been busy doing other stuff, but I did manage to watch one evening. I rewatched War Games. Have you guys seen War Games, the 80s movie? Yes. No. I love that movie. It's so good. Whopper. I uh, I remember, like, it's one of those movies that I keep thinking back to it. And I was like, it couldn't have been as good as I thought it was. Like, I can't remember some of the major beats in it. And then y'all watch it again. It's like, man, this movie's really good. I like this movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, that got me on this weird tangent. Where I was looking up the best movies about, like, old computer and hacker kind of shit. I watched a documentary on YouTube called The Secret History of Hacking. Uh, it was It's just really interesting. It's free on YouTube. It's about... Um, uh, it's about Steve Wozniak and Kevin Mitnick and and some other weirdos who did like computer stuff. Captain Crunch, you know, the whistle that would like cheat phones and stuff. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. I watched um, that new Netflix animated movie from Sony Animation, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. You know, they did Spider Man in into the Spider Verse. I loved that movie. So I wanted to see this new one that they did, and it's pretty good. It's not as good as Spider Man was, but it's still it's still a fun movie. Nice, and uh, I I linked you guys this podcast, but I listened to the Video Game History Foundation. The the two of them interviewed uh, David Craddock. He did this huge, detailed research into the history of Microsoft creating the Xbox, and then he wrote a a long read. I guess it's called. It's it's basically like a short book. <laughs> Only the first half of it is out, but it's it's everything that leads up to. Microsoft releasing the Xbox. So far, I'm like in 1993 or four. Like he goes all the way back to like late 70s and talks about Minesweeper and and Solitaire and the people who worked on that, and then uh, the beginning of the Microsoft Games division in the early 90s, and then porting Atari games. It's very thorough, but it's also very I you know if you like old computer shit, it's very interesting. And eventually, it's going to be about you know the Xbox coming out in the early two thousands. But uh, yeah, it's really good. And I recommend it if you're interested in video game history nonsense. Yeah, I'm going to check that out since you said uh, that Xbox is in there. Um, you know what I watched recently uh, because Zach brought it up uh, when The Rock uh, introduced the Xbox. I watched that whole event again mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, this is so awesome. <laughs> and like when the original Xbox came out it was so cool. Uh, it was such a, such a good console back then. Uh, and then when it, you know, obviously when Xbox live came out, it was even more awesome. Er, David Craddock talks about that a little bit on that podcast too, specifically that event and then getting Rocky to do it. 
Nice. Yeah, so I'll look into that. Other than that, is there anything else you want to bring up? Nah, not really. Uh, War Games is great. Go watch it again. It's better yeah. than you remember. Yeah. How about a nice game of chess? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, time to get it some RoboCop. RoboCop 1. Um, things I want to say right away. The, the two things... He's, he's part man and he's part robot, but... He's all cop. Is that yeah. what you were going to say? I didn't yeah. want to steal your thunder, but I figured that's where you were going. Somewhat. But I also wanted to point out the two things that I really like about the, the series is the commercials that happen during the movie and the, the the news media that happens in the in in the movie. They're always hilarious. It, it's The best part is like, uh, what, what was the board game? Nukem? Where yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I mean, obviously, there's other stuff as well. I buy that for a dollar, uh, where it's just an old man with like two broads and stuff, and just multiple broads, multiple broads, and he'd be like, I'd buy that cake. for a dollar. <laughs> there's a booby cake, mm-hmm. he, he shoves it onto their boobs and laughs and says he'll buy it for a dollar. Yeah, we it's still hilarious. don't know the full premise of that show, but it's hilarious. It's a and meme. Everyone in RoboCop thinks it's hilarious. That's like <laughs> one of the first memes ever. I'll, I'll go on record for saying that. Yeah, it's interesting because you you throughout the course of the movie you see both heroes and villains enjoying it, and it's like, man, they have so much in common. If they would just sit down and talk, <laughs> everybody likes TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Peter Weller, uh, aka Murphy. Um, is joining the force in Detroit. Uh, does it ever say the year, by the way? Is it supposed to be like the... I think they don't tell you the year on purpose. It's mysterious, you know, 2000 and XDX or something. 19 XDX, it's something like that. Yeah. Well, I have a description here of what it says. In, in a dystopi- dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, which is still crime-ridden as today... A terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. Um, so it's, it starts off with Peter Well being like, hey, uh, I'm here for the job. I'm transferring. Apparently he went from a very good uh, neighborhood to a shit neighborhood because you're a Detroit baby. Uh, and then uh, I, I made this comment in the Facebook Messenger. I said... You know, when you look at movies, you always see police stations always busy as fuck. And and when I uh, went to my dad, because my dad used to be a cop, and I used to go to his precinct, it was always boring and dead. And that's that's the language of movie telling, right? You're supposed to get. Oh man, they're really busy. There's a lot of crime. These cops are overworked. They 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 have to work nonstop. They're always arresting people. There's so much crime. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, obviously the Captain says, you better work, Murphy. And then he teams up with uh, Nancy Allen, who, what was her name again? Lewis. Lewis. Officer Lewis. Officer Lewis. And uh, they they do like a short, you know, getting together kind of thing. He kind of, he's like, I always drive when I have a new partner. When I'm breaking in a new partner. Yeah. He, see, he sees her kick some dude's ass She's, that hit her and some other guy was trying to book. Mm-hmm. He like beats up two other cops, and then she starts doing like kung fu on him or whatever, and whips his ass. 
And then he's like, that was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's more language of movies. It's like, oh, she can take care of herself. She's a good cop. Yeah. I guess. Well, what I I like about, like, the 80s and 90s, like, you didn't need to advertise that it's a strong woman in in a role, right? You you have somebody, like, Lewis is not strong, um, but she could kick ass, but she does, like, have that stupid moments a little bit. I think that's part of the, like, uh, something I noticed mostly in Robocop 2 is sometimes, like, she just... This is going to sound sexist, and that's not where I'm trying to come from with it. But she just, like, moves girly. Like, she kind of walks, and she has a small frame and stuff. And it's like she doesn't have an imposing presence. But then she's incredibly capable and, like, a good shot and, like, you know, beats up a guy in the, the, the police office. And, you know, I think it's, it's that, that duality that they're playing with, and it's it's fun and interesting. I think they, like, do that more in two than one. One... Like, there was only one moment where she, like, gets... Okay, <laughs> Let, let's move on to the park. It's pretty much the uh, Murphy and Lewis, uh, you know, become buddies, and then they get called because a bank robbery happened, right? Some type of money robbery. Uh, and it's uh, the main villain group. Uh, I almost said Kane's group. Jesus Christ. Uh, that guy... Clarence. Clarence. Uh, his group of people... He's yelling at his uh, team. Red Foreman. Red Foreman's gang. That's what everyone says. Let's just get it out of the way. Mm. He's going to shove his foot up so far up Robocop's ass. <laughs> I wish he would have said that. Yeah. He, ye- moniker. he yells at his, uh, his guy because he burned the money. Now it's useless. Uh, and that's where Lewis and Murphy show up with the car. And they're just having a fucking shootout on the highway with all civilians around. Um, you know, something I noticed that's really interesting is everyone in his gang for that scene and the next, they all have shotguns. Yeah. And that's an interesting way to hand wave. Um, when they're in the police officer, they're like, Murphy, get your armor. And they show that all the cops are wearing like thick ass armor. So, you know, if they got shot with a handgun, it wouldn't necessarily do anything, but these guys all have shotguns. And later when they shoot Murphy, they're like point blank with shotguns. So, it's it's just it's another little clever thing to be like. Of course they wear armor, but also they get through the armor no problem. It's just a small detail I noticed. Yeah, well, those armors feel like they're hockey pads. <laughs> on how they I'm are. sure I'm sure like on set, like the prop is probably just like you know cotton. It's probably a hockey pad, but it's supposed to. Oh, it's Kevlar. It's future armor. You know, that's what we're supposed to think. Mm-hmm. The Robocop has future armor. Yeah, that's true. So they're having a shootout, and then they get away. They go to, like, an abandoned... Uh, what? You skipped one of my favorite lines in the movie, real quick. Okay. Let's see if you can fly, Bobby. Yes. <laughs> no, no, and he throws them out of the back of the fucking van onto their car and get away. That was great. Yeah. They demonstrate... I mean, this is... Every action movie does this, but they demonstrate how bad of a bad guy Clarence is because he's willing to sacrifice one of his other guys so he can get away. Yeah, so he, he throws his friend, and then, like, obviously, that's how they get away, uh, because there's a fucking body on the windshield, and it's broken. Um, and th- then they find out they're at, at a... Is it an abandoned warehouse, pretty much? Steel mill or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like an old st- uh, factory or something like, like that. One-third of all Robocop movies take place in what feels like the same steel mill. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those steel mills are popular hideouts for criminals. Yes. So... 
you know, they get there, they call for backup, but like even when they're doing the chase, they're like, oh, you know, we'll get there. We're busy because it's Detroit and everybody's like doing crime and shit. Uh, and then like they decide to go in alone. Yeah. Which is. Lewis is like, do you want to go in? And it's Murphy who says, yeah, let's go. Well, so, they're trying to get backup, but there isn't any available. Yeah. So they're like, they're, there's they're no available. He checks twice before they decide what what do we do, and then they're like, "Okay, let's go. All right, let's do it. Yeah, rock and roll." And um, <laughs> the I think is I mean obviously they have to do it because they have to. It's a plot point because that's how he becomes RoboCop. But at the same time, like, come on, you just had a shootout with what maybe five men with shotguns, and they're going into this big warehouse, and it's only two of you. They got one of them. Yeah. And they hurt, they, you know, they hurt a couple of them or something. Yeah, but you're being a cowboy. That's too much cowboy. That's how people get, get shot. They're already being worried about going on strike because pe- cops are dying. Murphy's a cowboy. in a movie in the 80s. Yeah. It's go time. And Murphy is a cowboy, as he demonstrated when he does his little gun trick. Yeah, he does the gun trick. Yeah, which uh, they they pound in your head in both movies, by the way, with the... Well, it's just like TJ Laser. Yeah. Well, it's it's something to let you know. Hey, it's it's still it's still Murphy, even if he's like mostly machine. Yes. Yeah. It's it's way deep in there in his muscle memory or whatever. Well, they do another thing, by the way, because they split up right in in the warehouse, and uh, that's when Lewis runs into the black guy taking a piss, and he's like, "Can I zip?" And then she does that one moment where her eyes look at the dick, and then she gets fucking. <laughs> Uh, knocked out or whatever. Well, she just hate it when you just look at the dick. <laughs> uh, and th- everything. And then Murphy does the line, uh, "Dead or alive, are you coming with me?" And all of a sudden, he gets surrounded by everybody, and they're about to kill him. Clarence comes in, and that's when they start doing the shoot shooting of Murphy. Fucked him up. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you've skipped what everyone's already traumatized at this point in the movie because they've already seen the scene in the boardroom where they introduced Ed Two Hundred Nine. Oh yeah, that does happen before this, right? That that already happened because the guy comes in and they're like, "They're right." Oh, show him your nickel plated Desert Eagle that we have because we're expensive businessmen. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. in a velvet case, it's just over there by the yeah. window. Put your gun down. He puts it down, and then the, the, the Ed Two and I fucking blows him away. Everyone's seen that clip. Even if you haven't seen RoboCop, you're aware of that scene. I wasn't traumatized by it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Well, that's that's what you hear people say. Oh, my parents let me watch RoboCop when I was a kid because it's important to note that RoboCop was marketed to children. <laughs> I figured, yeah. It, it was advertised during the cartoon block on Saturday morning. There were toys for it. Um, I want to <laughs> say somewhere had like a Happy Meal deal. Oh my RoboCop. god! I I might be wrong about that last part, but I know for a fact that it was advertised during Saturday morning cartoons. How the fuck did that happen? I, some some movie exec was like, "Oh, we're gonna make money on this." Oh, he's a cop and he's a robot. Yeah, kids will love this. Oh man, they had a meeting just like in the the uh, of OPC up in there in the high rise, being sleazy businessmen. They're like, "Man, we mark this towards kids." Exactly. Great. <laughs> They'll buy then, that for a dollar. And then after the movie came out, that he was like, "Let's get our best spin team on this." That's the quote from the second one. I'm jumping ahead, but whatever. Yeah, but you're right. That that scene does happen, and um, 
<laughs> Ed 209 pretty much blows away that guy. And he pretty uh the, the the young guy, uh, fuck, let me just make sure I get his name real quick. His name's Bob, I think. Morton. Bob Morton, yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's got the RoboCop project, but everybody's talking about the Ed 209 project by Dick Jones. Richard Jones. Richard. <laughs> and he's like, this is great. We got military contracts and all this shit, and it malfunctions and fucking kills it, you know, one of their guys. And then Bob Morton's like, hey, man, wait, wait, old man. What about RoboCop? He kills it. Hard too, like it doesn't just kill the guy. He just I, he, he murders right. the fuck out of him. He turns it's, him into it's a, the, the amount of violence is absurd, but that's like obviously we're going to get into talking about this more later. But the violence in this movie is very much on purpose. Like it's yeah. supposed to be outrageous and just over the top. I mean, that's Paul Verhoeven for you. That, that's what he does. Yeah. yeah. So you know he introduces the RoboCop uh, program, and then that's when you see. Murphy just get fucking annihilated, which Clarence just fucking by a bunch of guys, including Red Foreman and Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks. Yes, <laughs> and they're all laughing while they're doing it. You know, they're all having a jolly good time as they blow him away with all their shotguns. Uh, and somehow he's still alive. Like when he's in the operating room, he's technically a. a alive right his eyes are open or is that yeah, just they say that they're like working on him like they're trying to bring him back but he's like you know missing limbs and there's literally a bullet right here in his head you can actually see it for the rest mm-hmm. of the series when his when his helmet's off which i thought was a nice touch there's like a scar there mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah they, they like try to save him and then they don't and that now is one of my favorite parts of the movie is the whole next part is told in first person from murphy slash robocop's perspective and it's like he's on the operating table. The doctor's trying to save him. There's like, oh, okay, let's call it. And then suddenly he's just back on, and there's scientists working on him. And they do that effect that I hate, where they're like, okay, put the LED on him. And they put like a light over him, and someone like uses a drill four times, and they just like zoom that stupid grid in four times. It mm-hmm. looks terrible. The rest of that scene looked really good. And they're working on it, and they're like celebrating New Year's. It's like a nice touch. And, um, uh, Obviously, if you went to see this movie, even in the 80s, you already know what RoboCop looks like because you saw him on the poster, but they still won't just give it to you. Like the first glimpse you see of RoboCop is like he sees himself on a monitor because they're recording them activating him. That that whole part is so great. I love it. Like this and uh, you were talking about the commercials are one of your favorite parts. Like it begins with a bunch of commercials that are supposed to set the tone. It's um. It's it's clown world. It's the future. Everything's absurdly violent, and everyone's desensitized to violence to like a hilarious level. It's almost like, to like an outrageous t- level. It's almost like twenty twenty one. And uh, like the this movie could have easily been directed by any idiot, and it could have been like <laughs> a competent action movie. Would, oh, this guy gets killed, and they bring him back as a robot, but he's a robot cop. Uh, and then they watch it on Best of the Worst or something. Like, it, it could have just been a nothing who cares movie. But it's stuff like the first person uh, rebirth scene, the commercials, stuff like that. It's those little punctuations that make this movie a masterpiece. Brilliant. I love this movie. I think one of my favorite parts in it, and like when they do the news uh, scenes and stuff. Like there's one guy where he's like, I believe in like in, in saving the environment, and then like the, the the one news reporter is like, How many times have we heard that? <laughs> and I was like, Holy shit! <laughs> um, 
But yeah, uh, uh, one thing to touch on that scene, Andy, about when they're like hooking him up and everything. What's what like them always have to put their face like right? I I know certain times they had to do that because remember, uh, target my pen, you know, yell into the microphone, uh, uh, and all that stuff. But like, uh, Bob Morton had to like go really close and be like, "Hey, you're gonna be a badass robot." No, he says you're gonna be a badass motherfucker. Yeah, because <laughs> they like show him. Oh, this is his robot hand, and like almost crushes his hand and they're like oh it has 400 psi or whatever they say Mm -hmm. and then obviously he's online and he kisses the the woman scientist uh or she kisses him was it him or i thought he he didn't do anything she he He couldn't do anything yeah oh so that other guy got cucked because remember the other scientist whatever um after that, that's when we got the reveal of RoboCop. You know, yeah, it comes out and there's, there's, I can't remember the very first crime. The second one is like those guys with the knife and they're like going to rape that woman, maybe. I either that or they're just going to cut her up. Well, before that, they're doing all the stuff in the station and they're like everybody's like you know shooting at the range, you're shooting practice. And then they yeah. hear that fucking gun that, and everybody like slowly is like, what the fuck is that? And then they look over and like you see like some of the cops don't have good trigger discipline and shit. They're pointing their gun. <laughs> they Very see a guy so. has like a giant ass fucking full like burst fire pistol, and he's hitting all this shit dead on. Oh, Robocop's a badass shot. Establishes how awesome he is at shooting and everything. So, speaking about like trigger discipline and all that stuff, there was a cop while at the shooting range when they do that pan shot of like everybody shooting there was a cop that was shooting and imagine if the top of my ps5 controller is a slide his thumb was on the slide so when you when you shoot that pistol your thumb is going that way oh yeah so. <laughs> i don't even want to imagine what would happen there. there's if you watch closely there's like three or four instances also where people are like pulling the trigger too quick so it's like bang and then they like work the trigger once even twice a couple times and the blank doesn't fire and then it finally fires <laughs> it looks so comical if you really look at it oh man yeah it, but this is when they start to show like what robocop does uh when they had that scene where they were i guess like you said raping the girl they were uh, going to yeah and then the guy picks up the girl just enough so that he could shoot through her gap of her legs and in her his dress her dress and then and the nuts and he got him in the nut shot and um shot and, and and then that's when we got the gas station scene right it's a little later i think it's a little later because uh. he, he starts uh he starts having memories before that i think before that, that that sets him down oh, we killed you man or something like because he says uh dead or alive you're coming with me mm-hmm. the guy's like what the fuck yeah but Be- before that scene with them with the the guys getting ready to rape that woman there was the guy robbing the convenience store oh That's yeah right. That's that, right. yeah and then like uh like this dude goes in there with a shotgun and he's like give me all your money all this shit and everything they're, they're also watching i'd buy that for a dollar yeah, they were. The, the the guy, the store owner, was laughing, like, a lot. Like, it was hilarious to him. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, really over the top. 
And uh, the Robocop comes in there and he fucking destroys that guy. He tries to shoot him and shit, which this starts the whole thing where it's like everybody shoots at Robocop or whatever the fuck else is a robot in this movie, in both mm-hmm. these movies. And mm-hmm. they just don't learn that their fucking conventional weapons don't do a goddamn thing. And they, they keep all, going. They all think that Robocop has like a video game health bar. And they're like, I just got to keep firing. I got to keep firing. This one's going to get him. That's only no, in the you're not. Stop it. Run. <laughs> Just fucking when you see like twelve of your other bros fucking go down and and nobody's done a damn thing, it's time to leave. <laughs> well, I like the convenient store guy because while he's shooting, I think he, I, I forgot what he said, but he's like motherfucker or something along that he keeps line. Saying motherfucker every time he shoots him, yeah, and I, that's okay because this guy hasn't even seen RoboCop. Nobody knows about RoboCop yet. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But later on, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> and I think. After, you know, the, the lady scene, this is where the the hostage situation happens, right? With the mayor. Yeah. And yeah. Office. That's like the third the guy's like, oh, I want a, I want a car, one that gets really lousy gas mileage. Or no, he says he wants leather reclining seats and he wants it to be really fast and get lousy gas mileage. And the guy's like, the six thousand SUX, <laughs> really shitty gas mileage. And then th- th- that's a callback later because then Clarence has one. He has a. a there's a commercial about the the six thousand. There's SUX. a commercial, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Looks this like a job back. And, and then he said, "Like we're gonna add cruise control," and he's like, "What cruise control?" And then he says something else, and he's like, "Are you screwing around with me?" <laughs> But uh, anyway, that was a funny scene because Robocop strolls up and, you know, the, I guess the head of SWAT, was that a head of SWAT team pretty much? Yeah, there's, it's a movie SWAT guy, you know, they're all fucking trigger happy, oh, yeah. Yeah. they want to like fucking kill everybody or whatever shit. Even though well, he's the guy who's like, no, we gotta wait. And Robocop's like, keep him busy. And he just goes in. Mm-hmm. I guess, he just gets real pissed. Later on, he's there when they ambush Robocop coming out of the... Uh, the the building yeah they want to blow the fuck out of him (laughs) (laughs) so um you know after that he he goes in there he bursts the guy through the wall it's funny they he captured he becomes actually he throws him out the window and that's where we got the news media scene uh with all that stuff that was funny then i think we get to uh does he, he he goes down memory lane after the gas station scene, correct? That's where he I think yeah, he goes to like his old house and that thing's trying to sell it, he punches the TV, and that's a gif everyone uses. Mm-hmm. Uh the gas station scene was funny because he like makes fun of this college kid who has like a protractor doing his college work. He's, He's doing like, geometry. Yeah. And uh Oh yeah, and he won't talk to him. He's scared. The guy has a gun. But if you knew anything about guns, he'd know his gun's gonna. His gun's fucking, not ready to fire. Yeah, it's gonna jam or some bullshit, and he'd just be able to punch him in the face. Yeah, I was looking at it real closely. I was watching it on Blu-ray, and like, it looks like there's a round. Like, maybe it's just the way that that gun is, but it looks like there's a the chamber's open, and there's a round that's like cocked sideways inside the chamber. It looks like a like a like a stovepipe jam or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, that reminds me. Since you said you watched it on Blu-ray, did the transfer look good to you? Was there like a lot of noise or anything? No, they, they there is a Blu-ray version of this movie that apparently looks kind of like crap. I never owned it. Uh, uh, Arrow 
put out this this really fancy version. This came out last year, and this mm-hmm. they cleaned it up. They criterioned it up, if you will. You know, not, I, not not to deride Arrow for not being criterion, but they did a great job. This one looks great. I watched it on uh, Pluto TV. Like I said, it was it was free on there. I, I was between Tubi and that, and I never used Pluto TV before, but I downloaded it. I was like, I guess I'll go ahead and try it. Hmm. But uh, it was like really noisy. Like there was a heavy amount of film grain and stuff. And it, I just, just, I wonder if this is just how it is. It's <laughs> probably the old transfer. Cause I had read that the Blu-ray transfer Robocop sucked and everyone was like, this needs to get cleaned up. And then when Arrow acquired the rights to distribute it, everyone on Reddit was like, hooray, it's going to look good now. Like I said, I never saw that version. I never yeah. had. I got it story. was no, it was noticeable, especially when I went to Robocop too. Yeah. I know that's a, a, a movie that's made two or three years later and yeah. you get up in the 1990s film quality, but still I was like, holy hell, this is like night and day. <laughs> <laughs> No, if, if if anyone likes this movie well enough, I highly recommend the Arrow Blu-ray release. They also did a 4K release, if that's your speed. There's also a laser disc. There's also a laser disc. <laughs> yeah. So after that, you know, he goes down memory lane. Uh, he has the dreams of him going through his house, which, by the way, nice house. I guess he lived on the suburbs of uh, Detroit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's when... He's like spazzing out, kind of, right? He's spazzing out on the chair. He's doing this and that, where he's having the dreams. Oh, yeah, it's he like, has a dream, and they're like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I I love Robocop's movements when he's like either getting fucked up or he's like spazzing out and stuff. It's very distinct. Yeah. Like, it seems, it, it's a little lame. Like the way he the way he walks and moves, it's a little like oh, what the fuck? It, it works though. It works. It's comical to me. I'm not gonna lie. Like his his guy moves around. It's such such a doofy walk cycle. He's just like like a stereotypical yeah. robot. They added RoboCop to like Mortal Kombat 11 or something, and I always wondered like. Is he just slow as shit, or did they change it, or what happened? <laughs> I can't remember because I've never played RoboCop in it, believe it or not. <laughs> but yeah, like he walks so slow, and I was always like, is he just like a slow, heavy character, or because he can't run, he doesn't run. No, maybe the new RoboCop runs though. Maybe. Yeah, the remake next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me speed up the what we're talking about. So he, uh. The dog, the dog sneezing. Dog sneezed, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he he. After his dream, he gets up. He's on like a mission and stuff, and that's where he runs into Lewis. Uh, and she's like, "You're Murphy and all that stuff." And he records it. That's how he records all the memories and stuff. And then that OCP scientist is like, "What did you say to him? You're gonna be in big trouble, Missy." And like she gra- he grabs her and brings it to Captain. And this is the funny part because, like, Lewis goes, sorry, Captain, I fucked up. He's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> How dare you talk to someone? Yeah. Yeah. The hell. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's when we, we get to the scene where he goes to the club, gets that one guy from Twin Peaks. Uh, Ray Wise. Yeah. He's great at playing bad guys. He just he just looks evil. He does, <laughs> actually. Yeah. And you know, he gets him. I, I like that scene because... Uh, his gun goes flying, but like one of the dancers so catches, just, like, catches it and still and dances. Like, in stride, is still dancing. <laughs> yeah. oh, I laugh out loud every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to. Guys, rem- like I live in Detroit. Guns just fall sometimes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Does it transition from that scene to um, when they go to the, the the Italian cocaine guy? Is that the I next? Mean, it doesn't. We don't have to talk about the scenes in order. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen RoboCop and you're listening to this, you know, pause this, come back to it later, go watch RoboCop. There you go. I, I like the the uh, cocaine scene though. I mean, that's a big scene because that's when RoboCop catches Clarence. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he like he goes in there. He, he's looking for Clarence because he, he scans uh, Emil's face. That's the guy he caught at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And he, like, and he goes and looks at known accomplices and he starts piecing it together. This motherfucker killed me. Yep. <laughs> he gets him and he throws him through like five windows or whatever he the fuck. fucks <laughs> him up. He does. And then it's like he catches him anyway, and he's like, he's not really that concerned. He takes me to the station. He's just like, just give me my fucking phone call. Well, first he squeals. He's like, I, yeah. I work, I work, I work for uh, what's the guy's name? Dick, Dick Jones. Dick, Dick Jones. Oh, he's the number two guy at OCP. Oh, you can't do this to me. Like, he just says everything immediately. I protected you. Fuck. <laughs> he kills Bob Morton, by the way. Dick Jones. Mm. It's another big scene. Yeah, he like like Bob. Uh, he's like in that scene. he's doing cocaine he's got when hookers you said, when you said the cocaine scene that's what I thought you meant but. they yeah. might not be hookers we don't know they could just be like floozies uh, honestly <laughs> like the impression I got was that they were like models um, no uh, secretaries for OCP floozies secretaries you know yeah they were just like office sluts they, like, office <laughs> sluts <laughs> I, I, is, is that a te- am I gonna get canceled for that? Is that a te- I think you might you might be canceled. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> but the the scene he's like, you you ladies are so smart. And like every time like he would <laughs> every time he would kiss them, like the other girl would go, Hey Bob, am I smart? And like they would just take turns on cocaine. I was like and then obviously Clarence comes. Clarence up. turns up and he says one of my other favorite lines of the movie: <laughs> "Bitches leave," <laughs> <laughs> and they leave. And she's like, "Well, the last one turns out." She's like, "You're gonna call me, right?" And it's just he's not gonna call. <laughs> After like he shoots him in the fucking knees and shit in front of him, he shoots him in the legs like fucking six times. <laughs> Clarence, take it easy. Twice is good. I love, I love, I love him in this movie. I, God, what's his name? Uh, Kurtwood Smith. He's great in this movie. He's mm-hmm. like a, he's chewing all the scenery. He's fucking doing it all, man. He is. I, I'm. I want to talk about him a lot more when we get to RoboCop Two. But he is a really good villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, let let's just talk about let let's get near the end because the end was like crazy. <laughs> because after he you know gets out of jail, he uh, Dick Jones uh, probably gets lawyers to get him out, and he gives. Like five of these big halo sniper rifles that like blow shit up. They look like the sniper rifle in Halo. Yeah. I, I I've always wondered, I've never confirmed, but I've always wondered if Bungie didn't design the sniper rifle based on those rifles. They'd have to have. Yeah. And or that rifle's based on a real life rifle I'm unaware of. But I think they are supposed to be like futuristic anti tank rifle things. Oh, I got mad at the the one scene before, like uh, Clarence rolls up in the uh, six thousand SUX with the sniper rifles. Um, the the guy in the the truck, the guy with the weird uh, beard and stuff, the one at the gas station. Uh, oh, yes. He's watching. I buy that 
for a dollar guy. And like, I really like that part. Yeah, there's, well, I like it, but I don't like what he does. So the, the crime is getting louder. So Mm -hmm. he took his whiskey. His Jack Daniels. Yeah, his Jack Daniels and threw the Jack Daniels through the window and then takes out a fucking crowbar. Why did you just use the crowbar and leave the the whiskey? Maybe he was done with it. He's done with that whiskey. He stole that. Yeah. He's, probably, he wants, he's probably got a truck full of it. He wants to hear that by I'd buy that for a dollar, and everybody's being too fucking loud. I love that because the cops <laughs> just went on strike, so crime's running amok, and everyone's going crazy. And he's just like trying to watch I'd buy that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers are being too loud, so he's got to get in there and turn up the volume. And yeah. it, that scene always like I always get tricked because every time he breaks a window, I'm like, is he going to steal the TV? No, he just yeah. Turns- you think, oh, he's he's going to get in on the crime? No, he just couldn't hear the TV. It turns the TV louder. Um, and then that's when Clarence shows up and they start blowing up that fucking street with the sniper rifles. <laughs> what the guy's car? Hey, Clarence, he's got the same car as you. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, man, no. Come on, Clarence. Oh. Uh, I, think, uh, I think around the same time, though, Robocop went to OCP to try to arrest Dick Jones, and he couldn't. Right, because yeah, of the secret classified fourth directive. Yeah, he can't harm an executive of OCP. Yeah, yeah, because he he was on a mission, by the way, um, to get him, and that's when they uh, unleash the other robot on him, which, by the way, can't walk on stairs. If if you want to get away from uh, those robots, just put a bunch of stairs, and he can't uh, fall down, and it would sound like a T-Rex is crying or something. It sounds like a pig. Yeah. It makes jaguar sounds too. Yeah, it, it, it roars like like a like a jungle cat, but then when it's on its back in the stairwell, it squeals like a pig because mm-hmm. it's scared and it's on. Its I, I love that though because that scene is like dead fucking serious and a big fight and like over the top violence, and then lol, it falls down the stairs and it can't get up. Yeah, Take that metal gear. <laughs> and then and uh, another scene after that when like Robocop's like all fucked up but like leaving and shit. All, uh, all fucking cops SWAT team with all like LMGs and shit are just like, ready, fire, and then that's when the other cops are like, hey, it's a cop! Why are you shooting the cop? I think that's another reason that this movie is so freaking good is because there's like, a, there's there's a certain structure that a movie goes through. It's like it, there's there's conflict and it goes up and there's like um, there's there's a moment where you think the good guy good guys might not win and then they overcome adversity and they win that's that's like the classic structure of a hollywood movie but in this one it's like he didn't obviously he didn't arrest dick but he like just defeated ed 209 and it's it's a it's a the movie is punctuated by victory that part feels victorious he just defeated this huge scary mech and then he comes out and then he's taken to the lowest point it's like instead of being in the middle and going to the lowest point, the movie goes to a high point, then goes to the low point, and it's that it's it's that massive distance that, like, you know, it's one you might not have noticed, but your brain did. It, it makes the movie more entertaining. Yeah, because like, I felt bad for him because like he got shot up as a human by a bunch of thugs. Mm-hmm. And now he's being shot the same way with his own colleagues. Yeah, the fact that it's cops yeah. makes it an even lower point. Like, if he just got shot up by, like, Clarence and his gang and then went back to the Detroit Police Department to lick his wounds, it, it wouldn't be as dramatic. Yeah. yeah. He, he's been turned on, like, OCP created him, and they're the bad guys. The Detroit Police Department is where he came from, and they're hunting him now. Like, it's 
suddenly it's just Robocop and also Officer Lewis just against the world. Yeah. He lost his family, lost his life, everything. Yeah. I, I, I really like this thing because he gets away and how he like gets away, he just rolls like onto each ramp and stuff until Lewis shows up with the car. And then, and then, by the way, the cops just start shooting at another cop. Yeah, they shoot, shoot at a police cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? So I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I think SWAT's owned by OCP, man. Mm-hmm. All of the police department is. Yeah. That's oh, true. The point. Yeah. And then well, they... I don't know. They don't seem to mind it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's all disheveled. Um, because of the strike, she gets stuff. They fix him up, and he gets his target assistant back. Then that's yeah. That's when you know Clarence shows up because remember that tracker. Which by the way, the tracker is hilarious because when you see it in the beginning of the movie, it's just like a a map that's like not moving and just a it's dot. Painted. Yeah, it's a box that has a map painted on it, and there's one single red LED that they bought from Radio Shack in 1987 when this movie came out. Like it's that's the whole. Th- it's supposed to be like, oh look, it's a future. Uh, it's an I- iPhone. Don't look at it too close. But if you if you see, if you get a good look at it during the movie, you're like oh, that's a shitty prop. That looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't they just do like a zoom up thing and do like some of those weird computer effects like they do for RoboCop to make a map? Why couldn't they do that? I I, I think when Clarence holds it, the thing is moving. I think because maybe, maybe, they, ran, maybe yeah. they ran out of money. They could they couldn't do it as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, they they did. They paid to someone to do all the stop motion for Ed Two and I, and they ran out of money. So it comes full circle, pretty much. How it, it it started when they're in this like abandoned warehouse. They're at a, an abandoned warehouse again. Split up. Lewis is one way. Robocop's the other way. For some reason, toxic waste is there. Toxic waste is there. Guy, guys, like help me, help me, and then like that's, he, one, of my, that's one of my favorite parts. It's when he fucking runs into that vat of toxic waste, and he's just like. <laughs> that's the only part that really like the first time I saw this movie when I was younger that's the part that stuck with me not the violence mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like the that, fact that then when Clarence hits him with the car he just liquefies he oh, explodes. My god. Oh, god. <laughs> uh, oh my god I that like, made me laugh out loud I don't know <laughs> that, like, that he, made... he gets a dramatic death and uh and uh uh uh, Leland gets a dramatic death because he like uses the crane <laughs> for Robocop and then Lewis fucking blows him up, which is hilarious. He's like, he's like Man, we did it. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> but the other the other remaining member of the gang, the black guy, Robocop just shoots in the chest three times when they get there. Like, mm-hmm. why doesn't he get a cool death? Because I don't I don't know. Also, why like... did he shoot him and not Clarence if he was getting the, the element of surprise? He was in the way. Also, why did he shoot him three times and not three three people? It's, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. I hate Fuck it. him. That's why. <laughs> he but, laughed at him when he was getting shot. That's true. I mean, Dale did, though. But Robocop. He laughed more, though. That was his thing, was his laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, like a cackle. Yeah. Robocop's trapped in that metal, and then that's when he takes out his, like, needle sword USB thing and stabs him. <laughs> Uh, in the in the throat, the USB stick <laughs> stabs him in the throat, and that's how Clarence goes. Uh, and then fast forward to the end, where or near the end, when they're at the board meeting, uh, which which works to the end, it feels like yeah. Which, by the way, I want to point this out because this is when Robocop shows up. He's all fucked up and everything, and like Derek Jones, you're under arrest, and he's like, for what crime? And then he puts his USB needle in the thing and shows him the video. 
Why is there a desert eagle just sitting by a window again? It's there from before. It's from the demonstration. Okay. It's the OCP award. Siri just showed up. Sorry. Okay, it's 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 the OCP like ceremonial desert eagle. That's what That's it right. is. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like having a cavalry saber nearby. So. Yeah, it's it's on a pedestal in an oak box with velvet cushions. It's, it's also there. floated for some reason. It's to knight people, you know, when somebody like great <laughs> rises up in the executive ranks, you get knighted with the ceremonial desert eagle. That's right. And you just tell you good job, and you get like the the bathroom pass to the executive bathroom. So. This is where the this again how how he dies is funny because the the main the 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 boss guy he goes you're fired Dick Jones and you're like thank you and thank you bang <laughs> shoots him falls out of the window cut to the black guy who smiles and puts a thumbs up <laughs> yeah that's really there's a close up of him like standing up while smiling it's so weird. <laughs> He was. It, he, it, it cuts in. It's less than a second long, and it's in the middle of that scene. And it, oh, it's so strange. Like I nobody, know, like he doesn't like him, but it, mm, nobody weird. liked Dick Jones in that office. It's true, it's true. Everybody was scared of him and shit. But everyone else was like, "Oh my god, violence!" And he was like, "Yeah, he's dead." <laughs> he was, it was the only sensible reaction, really. <laughs> Everybody should be like, "Yeah, brother, they should, they should start like cheering and shit. Well, they, they show that he's scared of uh, everybody's scared of Dick Jones is when Bob Morton's talking shit to him in the bathroom. <laughs> That's true. It's like he's taking a shit in the middle of his bathroom, and, and like he's in there talking shit about about Dick, and <laughs> and then I, it's like, not, like I always get like a weird American Psycho vibe when he comes out and he's like, I do. And, like, everybody's in a hurry to get the fuck out of that bathroom. And then the dude he's talking to like pit. He like zips up real quick and kind of pisses on his pants a little bit. It's like, I gotta go. <laughs> that's and, a, and yeah, that's right. It shows the close up of his crotch. He peed on his pants. And did you, pants. did you notice that there's like an LED screen in front of each urinal that mm-hmm. I guess showing stock prices? Yes. <laughs> you gotta fucking pay attention to that shit at all times. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think. They, they had a cheesy line at the end, right? Him and Lewis. I, I, I mean, in the in the steel mill, she says, I'm pretty messed up, Murphy. And he says, they'll fix you. They fix everything. Which I always thought was a really weird, who's they? And what's he talking about? OCP. Are you saying, like, they're going to make you like me? <laughs> that, like, the first time I saw that movie, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, is there a lady Robocop in the next movie? But no, it's, she's lady not. Robocop. She just says that. for. So it's weird. I don't know why he says that. But, is that uh, what you're talking about? No, there's like a line where Enzo goes and it hits like the title screen at the end. Like uh, Robocop says something. That's at the end of Robocop too. Oh, okay. He's like, like uh, it's skipping ahead, I guess, but she's like, you know, fucking the, the boss of OCP drives away in a fucking limo and shit. And then she's like, Murphy, what are we going to do? He's getting away. He's like, patience, Murphy. We're only human. And he's like fucking ratcheting his head or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know uh, it's weird. So, I want to say something real quick about this. Uh, I really feel like the ending of this movie was kind of rushed. Is it? Am I weird for thinking that? I think no, I, I get it. Like, it feels like the big dramatic thing is when he defeats Clarence, but Clarence isn't the most evil bad guy. It's Dick. Yeah. So they're like, ah, oh, shit, and he arrests Dick. Yeah, it just. Got it. It just goes directly to him going right there. I feel like there, there's like a scene or two missing or something. Like, I don't know. Oh, 
what did it say what version you guys were watching? No, I watched. There's a director's cut and there's a theatrical version, just like I guess, every other '80s movie. I guess it was the theatrical version. I don't okay. know. The uh, another interesting thing about the cut of it that's on the era release is the theatrical version reinserts a couple pieces of extreme violence that the MPAA made them cut out. But the footage they have from some of the most extreme violence is like a little grainier than it needed to be like the everything else. So it's kind of weird. Cause it like cuts it like uh, when he stabs Clarence with his USB drive, <laughs> he bleeds a little bit more. Like there's a point where it's like in close and he's like, ah, and it's like a ton of blood. And then it zooms out and it shows him bleeding. Like the, the, the close up is in this version, but the theatrical version, they had to cut that shit out. I think the version I saw was the director's cut because I did notice there were certain times where the footage seemed to just look, worse hmm. and it's also on that bad transfer so it looks even worse yeah so it, it like the the extreme violence looks a little grainier but whatever i like it it's, it's fun yeah so do you guys recommend robocop one yes yes yeah it's it's good good 80s movie good dystopian future corporations fuck everybody over movie yeah, yeah i mean that's that's one of the themes of all these movies is like corporations being evil because they uh, buy the police department, which when I was younger and I saw this movie, I couldn't wrap my head around that. But now I, I kind of get it. I guess that that kind of thing happens some places in the world. Like uh, the, the police department is owned by a company, not a government. Yeah, It's like contract. They're, they're contractors is what they become. It's just strange. And then in the second movie, they build that up even more to this point where they're going to be able to legally own – all the government buildings in Detroit or something. It's, it's ridiculous. And then so they have the city and they yeah. have Nazi flags. Yeah. However, I mean, it's so it's like arr, arr, metaphor. It's not a metaphor anymore. Movie. It's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to go into deep, uh, like I was before. Uh, but Zach, you brought something up in, in the Facebook messenger that the first seven minutes, what did you find unreal about it? Oh, it was just like how, uh, the opening commercial is like, oh, whatever. You know, it's another one of those silly... Although I think they're a little more ridiculous than this. Yeah, no, they... The first movie came out and everyone was talking about, oh, man, those commercials. That was the fun. That was so much fun. So when they were making the second movie, the studio was like, oh, we got to do more of the commercials. You got to make them even crazier. You got to make them even more amazing. Blah. And they so they, they did. They ratcheted them up to 11. The, the second like one's like the wor- the worst one. It's like, what the fuck? That dude's like, well, my internet connection fucked up and I couldn't close the deal. And he shoots himself. And then that's just a close-up of his daughter, or daughter's picture on his desk. It's like, Jesus Christ, settle what? down. You better get a good internet connection. Yeah. It took <laughs> two days to download these specs from Chicago. What the <laughs> fuck? But, uh, like, after that commercial of that dude trying to jack that car and he got, like, electrocuted. like the I'm car sure that made the inside of the car smell really well. That's all I could think of. I was like, dude, your car, the inside of your car smells like burnt human. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, when he opens it, there's still, like, smoke rolling out. Oh, well, Jesus. I, I like what he says, though. He's like, don't even have to call the cops. He just rolls the body out and just drives away. And he doesn't says, even drain the yeah, battery. it doesn't even run down your battery. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, right after that, it's like this just constant scenes of crimes that piggyback off of each other continually yeah. for like seven minutes. It's just fucking ridiculous. Can, Especially you get the up. guys robbing the most over-the-top 
weapons. Sto- this this is what <laughs> this is what liberal politicians think gun stores are. They yeah. saw Robocop too, and they're like, "We got eighty fours on the street. We can't have that." There's <laughs> rocket launchers in there. There's fucking javelins. There's like. Yeah, what is that first rocket launcher he uses? It's like got like a double. Tr- I don't know what that is, but the second rocket launcher that's an AT4 anti-tank rocket. I know what that is. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, but the thing that was honestly the thing that was most ridiculous to me was like when that dude, like somebody, that old lady was pushing a buggy full of cans, and then like a car just hits her buggy, and then she's like, oh, uh, and then that dude's like, are you okay? He comes up to her because she's laying on the ground. He steals her purse and I, I guess like her watch or some shit. And then he's like, I got this shit. And then two hookers beat that guy up and get away with it. Yep. Like, just punch them in the face. It's just a couple of hookers. They're not on drugs or anything. What the fuck? They, like, they don't have a weapon or anything. They just, like, kick him. By the guy's a fucking pussy, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, speaking of people being weak in this movie, Lewis gets beat up by a child. A child in I this was like, movie. What he the like, fuck? Like, puts a cord around her throat, and then they have a dramatic, drawn-out fight scene. It's a child! Just, how strong can he be? God damn it. It's a male child. Okay? It's ridiculous. She's a police officer, and he's like a 13-year-old. Just, you could stand up. You could support his entire weight easily. It's ridiculous. I hate it. (laughs) Can we say right off the bat, like, the first one had its funny moments, right? It was like a chuckle, but it it still had that like serious tone a little bit. Yes, yeah. Let's talk about tone. That's really satire. important. Satire is what they're kind of doing. And yeah, it was it was top. it was satire. Like uh, a lot of the humor in the first one came from absurdity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't, I can't even believe this future is is crazy. Oh, it's it's so outrageous. I have to laugh. Yeah, and, and then like the second one, it's like batshit crazy and to, and to the point when like uh when ocp like does all those restrictions on uh, robocop and he's like a jolly old ro- uh cop yeah now. like i get what they're going for they're like you know mothers against violent video games and mothers against violence and television and that that's what they're lampooning but it's like way over the top and it f- feels out of place like the yeah. first movie was trying to be a it's about violence and media and it does it in like a really subversive clever way and in the second movie all the metaphors are like a hammer that Frank Miller wrote metaphor on and he hits the viewer with <laughs> yeah cuz yeah. cuz there there's a part where like a little league baseball team is robbing a, <laughs> a, a electronic store and, and like there's a guy who sinks his little league team on some fucking dude who runs a radio shack yeah it's just an electronic store and then like someone's like hitting him with a bat and the other kid's like no harder hit him harder it's like like a little absurdity goes a long way a lot of absurdity goes nowhere like that how, scene is just ridiculous how did he talk those kids let's go like rob a store <laughs> maybe they just lost and he's like well I don't know, I know what to do yeah, I guess. Real what quick, see- that's one of the moments that you see what a competent police officer that Lewis is. Because Robocop's being an idiot, and he's like, "Oh, we should talk." Blah, blah. She just uses him as cover, and then puts a bullet right in the guy's head. <laughs> Great shot! <laughs> and then Robocop gives Miranda rights to a dead man. Yeah, to a, yeah. you're reading reading Miranda to a corpse. Like, then- Murphy, he's a corpse. 
And then he comes in and he like tries to lecture the kids and he's like, oh my god, Robocop's fucked! And now then... I'll speak for a moment about nutrition. I do like how every time Robocop tries to be like a total fucking lame ass to all the kids, they react like probably how most real kids would. Yeah. Like <laughs> after he does the thing with the fire hydrant, they're just like cussing in his face. Yeah. And then they, they that girl spray paints kick me on his back. That's funny. That's funny stuff. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. And then he shoots around the guy smoking. He's like, smoking is bad. Or... He says, thank you for not smoking. It's like, what the hell, man? You're, you're... I, I know all the RoboCop lines because everything he says in both movies, I immediately say out loud to myself at, alone in my home because they're all fun lines to say. They kind of are. Think it over, dirtbag. General <laughs> Live, you're coming with me. You know, It's all fun. It's all fun stuff. You yeah. say it to your dog when she's not listening. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I tell her. Get over dirtbag. <laughs> uh, when they're raiding um, the place where they're making nuke drug, by the way, which apparently, by the way, I said in the Facebook Messenger when I was a kid when I saw this movie, I thought it was Kool Aid in like a pouch. And people they're were just- injecting themselves with Kool Aid. Yeah. It is, yeah. And later on, they've got blue Kool Aid, and they call it blue velvet. And I, yeah. I, I'm more scared of that than I am anything else. <laughs> yeah. But that that's when there, there was like there was Asians there that looked like there were uh, uh, Hispanic people there with their ch- children. Hispanic radio station. Yeah, both both movies very much do the uh, the multinational gang stuff. Yeah, been seeing a lot of that in the movies we've been watching lately. And that's where you get the scene where the bad guy like puts a gun to a kid's head and like Robocop's like this and he ricochets a bullet and hits the guy in the head. Roll Ross lots his ass. Yeah. There's also that scene where that that kid, I don't know his name, the little dirtbag drug dealer kid is like crouching down there and he's like, he's clearly got a gun pointing at him, but he can't fucking do anything because his directives, it's like, oh, it's a kid. And he's like, you can't shoot me, can you, fucker? And he shoots him like right in the visor. Mm-hmm. By the way, that kid never up. had a good, uh, a good uh, career. Fish. He had a couple of movie movies he did in the 90s, and that's it. He just died out. I kind of thought he was okay, you know. He was fine. Let's talk about the villains in this movie, because there's, like, a bunch of them again. Um, There's uh, Tom Noonan. What's his character's name? Tom Noonan. Let me pull up. Kane. That's that's his name. He's, like, a cultist, but he's also a drug dealer. Yeah. And uh, there's the kid whose name I don't know. And then, of course, there's all the OCP people. And um, I I have a lot of problems with RoboCop 2, but my main number one problem is that I hate all the villains and not in the way the movie wants me to hate the villains. In RoboCop 1, I hate Clarence, but that's because Clarence is genuinely threatening. He's interesting. Like, the stuff that Clarence is doing, I, you know, feels, oh, this, this could threaten RoboCop, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, all the corporate stuff that's going on, it's not outrageously, like, we get it. Corporations are evil, but in RoboCop, they kind of let you... They're clear, they're clearly evil, but they, they, they don't just hammer you over the head with it. In RoboCop 2, they very much, these corporate guys are all scumbags, they're the worst. Some of, Yes, I noticed that because in, okay, in the first movie, they kind of make the old man, the CEO, dude, they don't he doesn't seem evil. Yeah, like he just could, seems like you a businessman. Make an argument. You know, like he doesn't ever say anything that's really out and out evil or bad. He's just right. like, "You got a good idea to make us some money," you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but in Rogue Cop 2, he's, apparently he's fucking evil now. Yeah, in the first one, like, that guy gets murdered in his office, and he's upset because of all the money they wasted on that program. He's not upset that, that one of his employees was just killed. He's upset about all the money they just lost. But that plays back into the movie's theme of, like, people are desensitized to violence. It, it, the future is absurd in that way. Yeah. So, you know, it shows that he's a bad guy. But how much how much more bad is he than, like, the news people who are like, oh, whatever, this is violence. It, 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 something happened. Who cares? But yeah. in the <laughs> second one, they're all, like, like mustache-twirling corporate evil guys, including the old man. The fucking lawyer is, is evil as fuck. And mm-hmm. he's always wanting to fuck with RoboCop, so... It's like, God damn, like it's, it, they were relentless in how much they just did not. They don't, I don't like know, corporate. It, it, it was I, really over the top. It felt like. Yeah. So there wasn't, I mean, I'm not saying there was a lot of subtlety in the first one, but it's gone in the second one. And then the thugs, they're just like shitty. They're just shitty. I just don't like them. Mm. Yeah. I, I hate the kid. I hate that character. He's kind um, of forced. Like when he dies, I was like, good. <laughs> It's like it's like you're, you're trying to do this thing where it's like, oh, you feel sorry for him a little bit, and then it's like that was nah, a weird scene. It's fine. He's uh, a shithead. Kane <laughs> is like interesting. What they should have done is they should have eliminated the child character. They should have eliminated the woman as well. The fuck did she do? Nothing. She was just a groupie. And they should have just focused on making Kane a more interesting, well-rounded character. Yeah. Because there's something there he feels just a bit half-assed. Yeah, and I think it's because the writers knew that, well, he's going to die at the end of the second act, and then he's going to become Robocop 2. I don't know if they ever name what the hell the thing is. That reminds me, like, I didn't think he would end up becoming Robocop 2, because they tease that a long time, and it doesn't really pay off till almost three-quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, oh, maybe it's not a cop that we need. First, I, I thought it was going to be that crooked cop, Duffy, because... They, they get him, and then, like, because he squeals about, oh, no, I know right. where Kane is. Yeah. They show that scene where they fucking operate on him. They just cut him to ribbons and shit. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's the perfect guy, a dirty cop, to make a RoboCop, like, a more aggressive, angry, hateful RoboCop or something. It could have been, like, they they uh, they got him out, and then, like, OCP's lawyers, like, did some tricky stuff and expunged all the illegal stuff on his record. So they look at his record and like, here's a dead cop. Oh, he's got a he's got a immaculate record. Maybe we should try this guy. Something yeah, like that, that, that would have worked better. But instead, we get uh, Kane is a, he's addicted to drugs, which does help them. That that's the one thing that made sense in them choosing him. But they put him in there, and the robots. I'm not in love with it. Ed two hundred nine looks awesome. RoboCop is iconic. Uh, I hate the design of the Kane robot. It looks dumb. And then all the faces always make me think about Gary's mod. What the fuck? Yeah, what was with that? No, like it's it's 1990, so CG isn't great. But all the faces, like especially like the the angry faces, where it's like yeah. It reminds me of Lawnmower Man, pretty much. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But I, I got I got Gary's mod flashbacks. I kept seeing like bad Source Engine edits in it. <laughs> yeah, I. But yeah, I hate all the villains in this movie. That in the beginning, it. the beginning, I was like, because I, re- I remember, I remember distinct, distinctly uh, liking RoboCop too. And then when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, the you know half of the movie's great, and then it just falls apart uh, near near the end because like after 
you know, Kane gets killed. I didn't like the psychiatrist chick. I think she was annoying. Yeah, she sucks. She's uh, also a bad actress. Her accent changed like five different times. If I don't know that if you know, that bothered me so much. Like I didn't, I didn't know what she was going for. Like, is she supposed to be Irish from somewhere or something? And then it just disappears in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, it comes and goes. Like they, they, they tease with her being kind of like bad because she's with the corporation. Like they nailed like corporation bad. Like I, this seems like a person who hates Wall Street. And just like uh, decided, like I'm gonna make a movie that hates corporation and corp- everything about them is evil because like the psychiatrist, she seemed evil and like stuck on Kane because that was her project because the black dude hated her, like everybody hated her and wanted to see her fail. Well, except uh, for the old man who ends up like she's like sleeping her way to the top. It's implied. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, then you have the thing with OCP and the mayor because the mayor needs to because <laughs> uh, uh, the mayor needs like a certain amount of money, like thirty four million or something like that, in order to buy the city back because OCP bought it. Uh, that's when they had like the the almost drug deal <laughs> happened between the the kid and the mayor, where he was going to get fifty million dollars. <laughs> That reminds me, that's like a fucking plot hole in this thing, isn't it? Because, like, in that chase scene, every, okay, so I know the exact moment this movie falls apart. It's when Robocop is, like, Lewis gets fucking fed up with him malfunctioning and shit. It's like, that's it, we're going back to the station. So they take it back. And the their Robocop's doctor, like, the police's engineers or whatever for Robocop are trying to, like, analyze what happened. He's like, oh, they o- OCP, they fucked him up. What do we do? What can we do? He's like, I don't know. We could charge the circuits. He, the insulation might hold up. They just say that. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets up out of the chair, just walks out to where, like, the fucking generator is or whatever the hell, and just, like, grabs it. <laughs> it, like, jars his system, and then he's, like, normal again. And which point, I'm like, are you fucking serious? And which, by the way, that, that's, like... After that, because they're all carrying him and shit, and he's like, "Port me down," and then he gets up, and they all decide we're back on the job now. And then that's when you see all the cop cars, and then you get that funny scene with the hot dog guy. <laughs> yeah, that felt a lot like the the writers. Well, Frank Miller wrote this famously, but the the writers were like, oh, "Okay, I just want to move on now." So it's just like. The deus ex away, all the stupid nonsense that they put in his head, which they could have just written out of the movie entirely. Like, we already talked about how how over the top that is. You could have yeah. lost that entirely. And then the cops are on strike, and then he just like, they're like, what's bugging you, RoboCop? And he's just like, Kane's bugging me. And they just like, he just knows where he is. And they then just, they just go get him. Yeah, all the police just got... <laughs> there's so many things that are just let, like, I thought they were going to build this up to where somehow somebody would get some fucking machinery or some shit to fix Robocop. Mm. Or, and then like, they do start this shit up with his wife and it never, nothing ever happens with that. Nope. Nothing ever happens with that. And that's, that sucks. Cause that's like one of the better scenes in this movie is like when he's like in the chair and they're like filming him and stuff. And he's like, you're not a man, you're, you're a machine. And he's like really sad, bummed out that he has to like say this shit and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, touch um, me. Uh, they made me an honor to him. Uh, you know. Did did yeah. he, did he that's, trick- that's something else. Like, if you're not going to do anything with it, take it out of the movie. Yeah, it did, had to be dramatic. Did did he trick the psychiatrist? By the way, because remember when she's like, "What are you?" and like he said his name, "I'm you know Murphy." That's kind of the impression I get. He just gives them the answers they want to hear. Yeah, yeah it's it, he's, he's somewhat fucked up, but mm-hmm. um, like right after that jolt, it's like I feel like the fucking writing just shits the bed. Oh yeah, the the, the script got bored of itself. Yeah, because they they dropped the stupid. Uh, He's got to be a nice guy thing. They drop the cops being on uh, strike. strike. They, they 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 drop like every plot thread. They they even drop Kane as an ongoing villain in the very next episode or episode, the very next scene because they catch him. The so, whole movie is like oh, this is this is dumb. We're gonna do something different. He's gonna fight. He's gonna fight a robot now. Yeah. So like they go there and they have the big shootout and kill a bunch of guys and then Kane gets away in that van full of the money. And before that, there's a scene where, like, he's talking to Frank, who who's the guy who designs the nuke, which, by the way, that's Frank Miller. They really? called him, it's, it's Frank Miller. I this didn't li- know that. That's all. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it's him. And they just, they just called Frank. <laughs> just call him Frank. <laughs> but uh, he, he, he explodes along with his lab. And, uh, yeah, Robocop has that silly scene where he, he chases him with the motorcycle. And he spears him through the fucking window. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and somehow that put him in the hospital enough where he had to be on fucking life support. All that happened was the van turned over and Robocop speared him. <laughs> and Shit. That's and they like get the, I'm always, were there two vans? No, it was the one van. And they said that like somebody got a hold of the money. Like it supplied the authorities got hold of the money. Yeah. And then they're like, but they're, the government's not allowed to touch it implying ocp has it but then yeah. like that kid has it he has all the money how did he get it i don't know Must that's have... that pissed me off that was like a huge plot hole <laughs> i mean they should have done they could have explained it away by saying you know obviously they want to i i don't know it doesn't make any sense they, they want to they end up trying to capture the mayor and his people with all the criminals with their new robocop so it, ocp should have been like controlling behind the scenes of the whole thing or something like oh we're gonna get rid of the old administration and all these criminals in one fell swoop so we can just control detroit all that much easier i think so just one scene where someone says something like that might have set that up a little better i think that, there, that's how they got the money back and that you know i think there was a scene because uh i think one of the lawyers comes in and talks to the head guy and he says uh you know they might have a buyer or something and like they Somehow they knew. Well, yeah, they they talk about how uh, he's doing the telethon, and they've only raised like four grand or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they call the mayor and they say, "We're going to bankroll the whole entire thing. You got to come meet us in this abandoned steel mill that is in every other scene of every Robocop movie." Mm-hmm. So he goes out there, and OCP catches wind of that because it was televised. And they say, "Oh, we're we got the surveillance capabilities. It really just depends on how far you're willing to go. Like, you know, are you re- willing to break the law?" And of course, he's like, of course I am. This is RoboCop 2. There's no subtlety anymore. Send our evil robot to kill them all. And he does. And then then that's when you get that weird scene with RoboCop and the kid. Like, I'm supposed to care about the kid? Yeah, he was a total shithead the whole movie. I was supposed to feel sorry for him. Yeah, because he, like, kind of looks like Murphy's kid, sort of, maybe? 
that's that's where I think it was going, but it was like too long. Like they they did the whole touching the hand thing, and I'm like, stay with me. I'm like, fuck you, dude. This scene sucks. It'd be funny if he just went like, no, <laughs> walked away. <laughs> I mean, like it, they spent the whole movie establishing how much of a little asshole he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's fucking giving, he's lording drugs over people and fucking tempting them with like nuke. And he's like fucking paying off the police and establishing this little shit is like an enterprising little criminal businessman. That's that's another part of this movie that I just hate so much. Just, I mean, I always I already said I hate the kid, but I hate that about it too. You're supposed to be so shocked. Oh, this child is in crime. It's a child. Oh my goodness. Oh, the child's shooting people. Oh, the child's gonna die. Oh, my heart. No, no. it wouldn't. I don't give a fuck about any of that. It's too over the top. It would be like, it's like what he should be doing is like shit in Ninja Turtles. Where he's trying to sell like fucking menthol cigarettes constantly. You're absolutely right. I thought about that all the time. It needed to be like they should have just straight up made it Murphy's kid, and he's being tempted into crime. That would be cool. And like he doesn't realize, like his mother never told him or something. And it he's like he's he's being just like in Ninja Turtles. He's being like tempted into crime, and then he like realizes what's wrong with it, and then he ends up either helping RoboCop or like RoboCop saves him or he saves RoboCop or something like that. But no, it's just, it's just, it's in there just for shock value. A a child is doing drugs and crime and also dies. A child dies in this movie. Oh my God. Oh my stars. (laughs) I, I have uh, something to ask. So like they're willing to give money to the mayor, right? So that he could turn his head while they sell their drugs, right? That that was their plan. Yeah. So, um, to the plane. they were giving $50 million. Now, this is Detroit, right? Um, mm-hmm. everybody's poor in Detroit. How are they gonna, how are they gonna get that money back? They're, they're losing money, right? Well, they Maybe. want to sell, they're making a profit selling the drug. And if they can do it without the government, like, seizing, supplies and making it difficult they'll make money even easier yeah basically it was like a uh an attempt to just buy off the government to leave them the fuck alone Mm -hmm. and push ocp out of interfering with them too but when you mean the government you mean state government because this is not not whole america because city government yeah Yeah, detroit's government yeah is what i mean yeah i don't know i i think 50 million dollars um, I don't know if they would be able to even like get even. <laughs> well, he says, "What? What do you owe OCP?" And he says, "37 million." Blah 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 blah. And then he gives. He's like, "I'll give you 50 just in case." Just in case. Yeah, just, yeah. that's your work. Mm-hmm. Another scene I hate is when they're showing off uh, the new RoboCop two, and they're all seeing like him pound on the fucking skyscraper and try to get the the nuke drug. And then like fucking RoboCop just in the fucking crowd with a gun just starts blasting. I fucking hate. He, com- he comes out with the Halo sniper rifle. I fuck. And he announces his presence. He should like he shouldn't have said anything. That scene should have been the guy was just like blah blah blah. Here's our new RoboCop, and oh, it's getting pretty bad out there. And RoboCop, it should have like cut to RoboCop a couple times, and he's up there like flipping out the bipod and like fucking around with the scope a little bit, and then he's just like. 
But I'm just like, no, it just like opens fire immediately. Boom. That's what should have happened. Yeah. I, it would have made it look like, oh, Rumpling Hop's attacking him. Oh my God. But, you know. I start to fall off pretty much right around there uh, because I don't like. You didn't like it when they fell off the skyscraper and they added the sound effect from Looney Tunes. No, (laughs) I I, I hated that scene as well. It just this ending was so trash. Like, I remember liking this movie. Yeah, it's because you were younger. Um, The movies get progressively like I told you, the first movie was marketed to kids mistakenly. And then the suits wanted to be proven right. No, we're going to make these movies for kids, goddammit. This movie was still rated R, but you'll notice a pronounced absence of dudes getting blown the fuck apart in this movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, one gets, yeah. No, no one gets a hand blown off at point blank range by a shotgun in this movie. There's there's like some blood packs. Oh, I got shot a bunch of times. Oh, but that, that's that's kind of all that happens. Now, Robocop 3... Is rated PG thirteen. Oh no! Oh, oh boy! So as it went along, they were like, sorry. I just hit the mic. As it went along, they were like, "God damn it, kids are gonna love this." And uh, there's more and more like video game tie-ins. Uh, by the time it was out, there was like an animated series. There's toys. Yeah, Robocop one is a masterpiece. Everything else, Robocop is not even worth considering. Yeah. In, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I, Robocop I, Two has its moments, but honestly, I don't like it much. I don't like this movie much. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna say this: I'm not gonna recommend Robocop Two. No, just watch the first one. Yeah, like if you're desperate for more, go ahead and watch Robocop Two. Go, you know, knock yourself out. It's you'll you'll be entertained, just at least you know scratching your head. Um, but uh, Robocop Three sucks out loud. Uh, spoiler alert for next week. You're, you're going to hear me complain a lot, I, I think. I, I haven't seen it in a few years, but I just remember watching Robocop 3 and being pissed off. I've seen never it. seen it. i, I never seen well, it either. Yeah, I've only seen it one and a half times. It's the uh, the remake I've never seen. I mean, this is my first time seeing Robocop 2. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, you love it. No, it's <laughs> eh, it's a real mixed bag. Like I said, like honestly, that after the scene where the cops raid the fucking steel mill, the whole movie's just trash. It's like you don't see Robocop for like thirty fucking minutes. <laughs> the 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 title character is disappears. Uh not to mention like them taking him apart and making him ineffective for like the other twenty, thirty fucking minutes of the movie too. Yeah, I, and it it was on forever. They're so proud. They wanted to do just like uh with the commercials, one of the most memorable parts of the first movie was that whole first person part where they're assembling him. Mm-hmm. And someone yeah. had a semi-clever thought, and they're like, "We should do the same thing, but it should be them disassembling him." Pardon that's me, kind of clever on the face of it, but that scene's just so boring and dumb. It's Nothing dumb. Interesting happens. Yeah, and I, part of me thinks, wonders how much of that is like Peter Weller not wanting to be in the fucking RoboCop outfit. <laughs> he because... didn't want to after this. Peter Weller does not return as RoboCop in RoboCop Three. That's right. Really. Really. Yeah, I was shocked to learn that too because I, I looked ahead and I'm like, oh, he quits after Robocop 2. Yep, he says, uh, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, we already talked about, we're going to talk about staffing for this movie a little bit real quick. We already talked about Frank Miller wrote this. Um, I don't know how people will feel about that. I, uh, is that 
a good thing, a bad thing? I, I tend to think of it as a bad thing. And it's, that's kind of unfair because he did a lot of his best work in the 80s, I know, but uh, I don't like this movie. It's definitely, I can tell sometimes this is something out of Frank Miller's mind, and I don't mean that in a bad way necessarily. Uh, I'd always heard, like, this was like his bid to kind of get to Hollywood, do some screenwriting and shit. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go the way that he wanted it to. He didn't, it didn't, he didn't take, like Yeah, he needed another decade to cook. He didn't like the experience. Um, and he left, and then he came back and did Sin City. Because right. remember, at this point in time, Frank Miller still hasn't lost his mind. He didn't lose his mind in Sin City yet. Right. <laughs> so he was still, like, highly regarded, you know, in comics and everything. And he was still putting out good stuff. It's got a lot of stuff in it that felt to me like it might be just because I'm looking for it, but it felt to me, Frank, like some of the over the top crime stuff. Yeah, the shit with I, the kids, the fucking yeah, the, baseball team, the stuff with the kids, Robin, the the Radio Shack. That felt like his. Oh, man, this is gonna be oh, hilarious. So, so the, the, yeah. the girl constantly doing the drugs and being fucking worthless. Yes, yeah, he uh, he famously can't write female characters. Not really. They're always like druggies or hookers or oh, something. And I like Frank Miller. I'm but, just saying. By the way, there's there's one scientist lady who's like, I guess a maintenance lady, a maintenance person for Robocop. Like, she cares about him. Mm-hmm. Was that supposed to be some type of love interest, maybe? Yeah, they like... That's something else that goes nowhere in this movie. It almost feels like... Again, this is probably just because I'm looking for it, so write this off entirely if you want. But a lot of this felt like issues of a comic book, six issues of a comic book. Mm. Because like just where because like the stuff with his wife, that felt like the end of an issue. And then they just don't they don't do that again. That's not that's not what's happening on next in next month's issue. They're just moving on from that. She's gone. Yeah. Man. And then the, the maintenance lady's gone. She she yeah. disappears from the fucking movie entirely too. Yeah, they do nothing with that. They, I don't know. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few other characters that come in, in and out, uh, like the corrupt cop too. Like he, you know, I, I know they kill him, but so little comes of it. It's like he's an important character, and then he's nothing, and then he's just gone. It's like I said, the movie led me to believe he would be the fucked up RoboCop. That would have been clever. Which, uh, I, you know. What annoys me about the scene, because remember where Robocop's like, where is Crane? And throws Duffy around. Mm. I hate this about movies. It's like, arrest a dude. You have him on uh, audio recording telling where the cops are stationed. The the ones that are working, at least. And you just leave him in the arcade, and, and then he's like free to go, and they that's when they you know pretty much kill him. Because well, the scumbag lawyers got him out. And uh, that's what Robocop's scared of, I guess. That's why he interrogates him on the spot. Also, Robocop is very proactive. He says, I'm going to go get Kane right fucking now. I ain't waiting until tomorrow. He just walks in and starts shooting guys. You know? Yeah. Why doesn't he ever talk to these creatures? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Robocop should really be nicer. I never see him, like, talk to people. Maybe he should, like, take Is a it- stand from the environment. Visit an orphanage? I mean, he visited a fucking grade school, school in the first movie. I know that's what I said. That's what the fuck he did. <laughs> Wires. Straight <laughs> in school. Also, uh, the director of this movie is uh, Irvin Kershner. That you guys recall who that is? Yeah, he directed Empire Strikes Back and 
some other stuff. Never say never again, which we have yeah. watched on the show. That too. Mm-hmm. That was a better movie than this. Agree. He, <laughs> he must have got hounded by the producers so much. He has uh, or the production one company. of the weirdest um, filmographies, just careers. Just it's so weird, so interesting. I bet they were trying to get uh, Peter Van. What's his name? Uh, Verhoeven. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I'm not. Well, Verhoeven did not want to do RoboCop two. He said no. RoboCop was good, um, but I'll produce it. And he went and made Total Recall. Thank God. Which is good. <laughs> That's good and, for everyone. Total Recall kicks ass. Yeah, but like they probably wanted him to do it. No, he said he said no. I'll produce it though. And then they were trying to find a director. I don't know. This is just me speculating. I, you could probably go back and read, but they probably shopped it around for a bit. And Irwin Kershner was like, "Oh, you know, yeah, I could use a payday. Why not?" RoboCop was cool. But yeah, <laughs> RoboCop Two lost its director and it lost its writer because they're like, "Oh, Frank Miller, we're going to get him to do it." Uh, it was written by someone else and also Edward uh, Newmeyer, who also wrote Starship Troopers with Paul Verhoeven. So Waylon, like doing two. Waylon Green did the screenplay as well. Okay, yeah, but it, it lost it lost all of them, and then they were like, hey, "Let's make RoboCop too. Let's make it better for kids." I guess maybe. Edward Newmeyer does uh, he's the writer for the remake of RoboCop. So, interesting. Yeah. Traitor! Are you sure he's the writer for it and not like credited as like characters or something like that? Because they, yeah. they do that shit. So, just to set us up for the next one, Frank Miller also wrote Robocop 3, and the story is by him. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, was, I wasn't uh, wrong about that. I, I said I was confused. I didn't know which one. It turned out to be both Robocop 2 and 3. Well,. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck you, Frank. I'm sorry. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> He's one of three writers, apparently. Um, there's Joshua Zetumer, Z-E-T-U-M. This, this is the remake? Yeah, and okay. Michael Miner. Okay. So I wonder how much of that was his input, how much of it was he wrote the original script, and then they took it and turned it into whatever it is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so pretty much we're going to be watching RoboCop 3 and RoboCop Remake. By the way, I just want to point this out. Uh, two big stars in the, the RoboCop Remake, Gary Oldman and Michael Keaton. So I think Michael Keaton's the guy that comes up with the RoboCop idea in this one. Really? So he's going to take a cop and, like, put him in a robot body? You know, what if we just had a cop and, like, you know, made him a RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> can you give me some money or not <laughs> yeah so oh and Samuel Jackson's in it as well so okay. like I said, I've never yeah. seen it I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it I haven't heard glowing reviews of it but man it's I, it's okay I I watch it it's okay it's not like Robocop 2 yeah, so, buddy, so come back next week we'll watch a movie that's okay one of my buddies watched it on a flight and said actually he thought it was pretty decent Okay, all right. So, yeah. Maybe there's hope because I've already, I've already kind of uh, spoiled my opinion on RoboCop three. It's got to be better. It's got to be better. RoboCop three. The only thing I'll say about the uh, the RoboCop the remake, the suit's kind of cool and it plays off because I think it came around 
when 2014. The, yeah, the, when the Dark Knight Rises came out, so it has like that Dark Knight feel to it because he's all black Robocop. So yeah, make well, him dark. Oh, it's so gritty. Blech. Yeah, serious. <laughs> um, yeah, so remember to watch those, and then we'll talk about it next week. We have no news to talk about. Uh, I just have one heads up thing. Uh, apparently, Capcom said that they're going to have talks about Resident Evil Village in their E3 talk. So maybe DLC. Maybe so. Because they have the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Monster Hunter Stories 2, and Monster Hunter Rise, and it says Resident Evil Village. Stay tuned, June 4th, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. June 4th? June 14th. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, June 4th already happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we're going to end it here, guys. If you want to catch more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, uh, make sure you go on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and type in Big Trouble Little Podcast. If uh, you want to watch or hear about uh, Resident Evil Village, type in the Nemesis Project. I will have that up soon. I'm still kind of p- pissed off about my audio problem on the YouTube. It's on YouTube already if you want to watch it. Just be aware. If you want to suffer through it. No, you guys right. did a really good job. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. It's a three-hour uh, podcast. <laughs> um and also getting some color this Thursday. We're going to be recording uh, the Monday Raw, Raw. Raw after WrestleMania. Yep. And more WCW mm-hmm. Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, so remember to catch that, guys. But until next time, we will see you next week, everybody. Think it over, creep. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs>